0: all right guys this is us coming in at the end of of the case just realized we did not put it in our disclaimer um so disclaimer is that all opinions shared on this podcast are are of our own and we would like to also give the warning that this case does involve um theft um harm potential kidnapping sexual assault and things that um can make people very uncomfortable um and Intersecting on boundaries that make people feel uncomfortable, especially if you are a woman that has experienced this. I do caution that you back, like you may back away from this episode um, if you are comfortable uh, or are uncomfortable. But I and I'm sure that we'll have other cases in the future that will be more to your liking. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed that episode.
1: Let's go. Okay. So that is really,
0: that is just really just sad. This is just uh, all around. So the lack of justice in this case is just apparent. And I really hope like that Maya's law is able to go through. And also like, I would just love to know like the background on him. Like it's just, because it's something that is just not, because he he just doesn't seem like someone, this is just a one and done thing
2: no I definitely agree with you as far as like I'm wondering what his previous relationships were like do the exes have anything to say like was he abusive towards them or like when things ended was he a stalkery type of person Um, and honestly I'm just wondering like like obviously the motive well the it's not really obvious the motive could potentially be like she turned me down I wanted her and now like he could have like forced his way into her apartment. And then she's like, yo, get out of my apartment. And then he's, you know, it's a tussle back and forth. He ties her up and maybe he hits her in the head. I wish that the medical examiner was able to find like more evidence on her so that there could be like a definite, like, this is what happened to her. But it's unfortunate the way things panned out. I'm, I'm glad though, that they, they're pretty positive that, Armando took her life, and that the family does have her remains, that they have some sort of justice, um, some sort of, I'll say it again, justice. But at the end of the day, the two people who know what happened are unfortunately no longer with us. So I do want to say, and I know Latanya will probably reiterate this, like, just be safe, as safe as you can make sure you're aware of your surroundings, keep your doors locked. You know, if you have any like uncomfortable or icky feelings about people, especially if you live in these, um, in these apartment units, let somebody know, like let your friend know if you're living by yourself, like give somebody your whereabouts, just let them know how you're feeling, let management know. So that way somebody somewhere can hopefully be helpful.
0: Yeah, just take take necessary precautions, people. Also, if you are a leasing agency, please do um, checks. Also make sure that you are giving. I know that like this may seem like an expense, but I feel like for safety purposes, make sure that there is another phone. Um, make sure that they're not using a personal device and that you can track like conversations between the maintenance person and the, um, and the people that live in your home and making sure that they're, like, comfortable check-in, it, 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 it serves to just be checking in to make sure everything's okay than to just assume that everything is just going to be all right because it's never... You never know.
1: I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you hear her say, I'm sorry?
2: It's Okay.
1: No, I didn't
0: hear. Oh no, I didn't hear her say that.
2: Oh, great. Okay, we might not have to cut that out. She's putting on my sunglasses. She's like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, "Girl, shush." Okay. Uh, do we want to give any other thoughts on this?
0: Honestly, I just I I, I want to definitely tell people that um, when when you have this inkling feeling, it's great that your family can get in contact. I did see that you know people on tiktok i know tiktok crazy place but these people have like this binder that you can apparently buy on um freaking uh amazon if like something was to happen and it has information in it like contact information fingerprint stamp you could put your fingerprint in there you could put like a piece of your hair um with like your hair follicle like so like if god forbid something was to me, i know in this day and age but like as a as we listen to true crime and we see a lot of id channel we know that this is quite possible um old dental dental record information and you could put it in a safe spot and you can let like if people like are searching your house or whatever they can find this or you could put it in other places to make it so people just know what happened and you can also place this with someone like you can give it to someone and be like hey like I'm trusting you with this information if something must ever happen to me this is the information and to let them know like you would never go missing here are the context. here's what to look for so like I mean I know that that is an extreme but in cases like this you you know if you know if if she had skeletonized and if he had put her in another place right it was po- it's possible that we would her body probably could have never been found
2: yeah he put her like in a wooded area like right behind the apartment so you know at some point she would have been found but anywhere else any more time passed who knows
1: yeah, I like. I think that
0: that that's something like we kind of minimize is the fact that people, because if you have a car and opportunity and purpose into behind something like you're trying to get away with a crime, it is. And I don't know how he thought this was going to end because you put her behind the apartment you know she's going to be found but I think that he just thought that he had more time he had more thought process and I don't think that he was planning on necessarily committing suicide I think that he just did not know where to go from there because he committed a I don't think he quote unquote meant for it to get to that extreme and when it did he kind of just snapped out and was like oh what the f have I done
2: that's how it seemed to me too. And the police were even um, wanting to further investigate to, to know if this was a planned thing because the way, the way it kind of panned out, it seemed like it wasn't a, pan, a planned thing and he kind of panicked um, and didn't realize that maybe, you know, maybe he pushed her and she hit her head and he was just like, oh crap, now I got to figure out what to do. But, um, and this is not in any way, shape or form making any excuses for this man because at the end of the day, he took someone's life. Uh, someone that was important to other people and important to this world. So
0: I just. Yeah, but, but it's also saying like my question is is like I like so if I'm going to be honest, like I'm going to like say like this is how I think it could have happened. I think that he came into the apartment. He <laughs> potentially sadly said to say like he tried to harm her and he duct taped her and then whatever he did from there led to her death and Uh it probably freaked him out he probably didn't do anything to her and then he was just like i gotta get rid of this like something has to happen and took her and took her to the back because it's the quickest way to get there like on foot
2: yeah because i'm sure like somebody would have noticed him Coming out of her apartment, or carrying her, or something, because the they have like access to the key fob, and I think it was like twenty minutes. Like the day she went missing, he was he entered into her apartment for like twenty minutes. So something happened. I, I think
1: here. Come on, are almost done. Here, watch your watch your pigs. There you go. Look. Shapes. Look at the shapes.
2: I think it's just what you said. Like, things kind of just went haywire and he had to move quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. And he lost control in that situation. And the fact is, like, he's not... He's probably... this. Of course, it's probably his first, like, violent offense. But he's probably... This is not his first uh being intimidating and scary offense but he's never taken it to this extent and he didn't know how to handle it and as many people do instead of taking responsibility they was like oh world I'm just gonna exit out and we saw this again with the release right red case you can't handle what you did so you're just like oh yeah I'm just gonna go
2: mm-hmm let's see Good luck. With where you going? <laughs> because it's ain't gonna be it's no peace for ain't gonna be no peace for you. Where are you going?
0: It's hot in these streets. It's hot in these streets.
2: hmm Ain't no border to put you out. The block is definitely hot. So the block
0: is hot. Block is hot. All right. Um. Yeah. This is this is another sad one. I mean, I feel like they're we're gonna all have sad ones, but I think that this is just like the the craziest situation like you know because it's so new and so like current and as a woman you just you you know the fear that and all the processes that maya went through before this could have happened to her
2: yeah and just like we said just be careful as much as you can stay in groups especially if you're in college stay in groups look out for each other and stay alert And let somebody know where you are if you can.
0: All right, guys. Um, We have actually a little surprise announcement. So, we have launched our Instagram. So, on the Instagram, you will be seeing all types of um, our cases that, um, in like, we're gonna try to keep it in pretty much order of like the cases we discuss, and it has officially launched and we are looking forward to updating you guys on any updated on cases there reels we're going to do we're going to have different suggestions also you guys we're working on our patreon it's going to take a little while to get up and running but once we do, um, we will definitely let you know. We also have a little, um, something we're thinking about doing um, like month to month. It wouldn't be like week to week like this, uh, like what we do here. But we wanna see you guys' um, ideas about us doing uh, true crime documentaries, like reviewing them um, and then like talking with you guys, maybe even bringing you guys in on the Zoom to bring in on these conversations. I don't know guys, like we'll we'll kind of work that out and maybe we'll do that either this season or next season uh, with our show, but we look forward to like growing and doing more and more that we can and expanding um, as much as we can throughout the year. So yeah.
2: Thank you once again for joining us.
1: Bye everybody. See you next week. Come on, white lady. Okay, here
0: we go. <laughs> We're like, here, where is the white lady?
1: She said it. Go. <laughs>
0: where's she? Like, no, I was like, where's she at? Okay. So hello everybody. Welcome to another week at Crime at the Family Table. Um, I am your host, uh, Latanya, and I am joined here
2: by my co-host, Alyssa. Hello, of- hello, friend. Another week, another true crime.
0: Oh, sadly, tragically, here we are. But know. We love, but we love doing it. Cause this stuff, like these cases kind of as weird as it sounds, like doing this podcast has become like this happy pace for me, like this happy medium where I can just be like, oh, the work week that I'm just trudging through. I can talk about these cases. And even though a lot of them are open-ended that we've been covering. I feel like this also kind of closes the bookends to my week and I can go into my new week a little clearer.
2: I feel the same way. It gives me like an outlet to like, I guess, like put all my true crime knowledge and the many hours I spent watching ID channel into good use. <laughs> so Right.
0: Like I be listening to other true crime podcasts and I'm just like, listen they can be doing it and everybody has different styles so like it was so interesting like putting this whole thing together and realizing like we came with our own flow and like we're learning each week we're adding new things and it's really like i take off this head of being an employee and i put on my head of like a detective and like and just talking with my friend about true crime, like, I mean, I feel like I have, like, the easiest time during the weekend because I know exactly what I'm doing, and I can trace it out with my friend,
2: and it's so fun. It is fun. I feel like we're only getting better, and I'm super excited. I'm not, like, yeehoo excited about, about this <laughs> week's topic, but I'm excited to be here and to, to, like, share what we know and spread awareness.
0: Right. This space has been so It's been, you know, uplifting because I feel like we're getting a lot of cases out because I've gotten feedback from like people that have listened to the case, like from my family, some friends, and like they were telling me like I didn't know all of this stuff, like you guys really are taking a dive into cases and I didn't know all these details because like a lot of this stuff is just not known to let you like really comb through different sources. Like if you're only getting your information from one place, it's kind of, you're limited to that viewpoint
2: for sure well let's get into this week's episode shall we okay before we do I
0: have something that I wanted to talk about briefly so I was on my Instagram as a girl does in the morning and I saw this um article that was posted from uh M- NBC in New York City so these Brooklyn, um, police task force were charged with, um, finding larceny cases. So like petty theft, like little things like you steal or whatever, but it's not like armed robbery or anything, but this is larceny cases, like petty crime, stuff like that. And they had like a $300,000 budget, like to, to do this task force. And so you see this picture of these three officers um, standing there with their masks on and you see the haul of what they found um, when doing this search. And you would just never believe it. So like they found pretty much in the merchandise that they found, they found $2,000 worth of personal hygiene items, laundry detergent, campers and medicine. Oh, how capitalism, capitalisms.
2: Wait a minute. So this wasn't, I was thinking drugs, to, to say the truth. Like, no. I was like, they're going to find kilos and kilos of cocaine. Pampers?
0: P- Pampers, medicine, mucinex, to be more specific. And they, these are only from like 12 people. And majority of these people, like, were like, they were stealing from local Rite so um, so with petty larceny, they're looking at, like I said, petty crime cases. Like, so these are people that are stealing things that they can just fit into maybe a stroller or like their pockets. Like it's really small stuff. Um, one of the things that I see, especially in my community, like go to the nearest Rite Aid, you have deodorant that's in um, beeping cases. You have... Um, formula that is in also the same type of casing you have to ask for somebody to like you have to take that box like a box with the formula you have to take it to the front and have them unlock it because they say this is a high theft item and you know I think in especially in underserved communities we we always like we just look at that it's just that's just the name of the game oh people steal like that's just what it is but one of the things I have a, a huge issue with is that this is where society has left us, that the in the richest country in the world that we like to pride ourselves on, people are resorting to stealing laundry detergent, mucinex and freaking Pampers. Um, I don't know if anyone knows this, but like if you go to like your Walmart, Rite Aid, wherever, you're gonna see like, for example, Pampers can run up like $50, $60, depending on the pack size. These are little packs that there's these people are selling also. And they were just so excited. Like they were like, oh, like this is what we did. This is the big haul, like the big bust. And it's crazy because when they were like, they thought that they were doing something big and that they were fighting crime. And it's just like, that is not where our society is. And this is why we definitely see a lot of people say defund the police because you sit up here and you take pride in disenfranchising more poor people, then because let's just also say that they're not just taking back the items, they have arrested those people, those people now have charges and fines. Seriously. And it's just so messed up because you do see like in other places, like it'll it'll be cases like, oh, officer didn't arrest this woman because she was stealing, but instead uh, got her a haul of stuff. Like you see stuff like that, but no, not these officers, not these people. (laughs) No, no, no. And they knew that this was a bad look because they deleted this off of their page. It was deleted. But as we all know, and as the police like to tell you, the internet is forever. Mm-hmm. And so you have this image in this NBC article being passed around all over the internet. Um, people are also looking into trying to figure out who these 12 people are. Um, they want to know how they can donate to them, support them. And if I find any information, out, I would definitely let you know. in Any other cases I see like this, because this is just petty. Like, this is just... A, a system of police that is put into and put into practice to protect the wealthiest in the world like friday is a multi-billion dollar industry they write off theft like like we write off a bad decision we made last week
2: yeah they they have they literally have insurance in these stores and these big corporations for theft like because they know that at some point somebody's gonna steal but i don't know i feel like Oh no, Maya's a week.
1: Okay, it's okay. We well, know
2: I'm name. gonna, I'm gonna get her to um, give her tablet. Hold on, Maya. She went all the way downstairs. She's literally crying for her dad, and she went all the way downstairs looking for her. hi, pretty tubes.
1: You want to get on your tablet?
2: Okay. You say hi to Latanya. No, no, <laughs> say hi,
1: Latonya.
2: No.
0: no, hi, Maya Maya. No, okay, here. Yeah. Okay, I understand.
2: Okay, I'm trying to keep her out of the line of the mic. She should be good. Did you poop again? Oh, <laughs> <Ew. laughs> what do you say?
1: Me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she keeps
0: pooping. She won't stop. <laughs> now she
2: won't stop pooping. she won't stop pooping okay I'm gonna My, can you get can you give mommy a diaper please her new favorite thing is no ah uh, she's at that age yeah I'm trying to decipher what's spectrum and what's terrible too
0: yeah but we all say no and you know what it's just it's just um getting her to align when to say no appropriately not saying you don't say no to me but more so
1: saying like hey like okay
2: no in this situation that's the part that I'm most scared of but that's another story for (laughs) for another time so um okay so all right
0: all right, so um, do you want me to keep going or would you like uh, to just give it a second so you can do what you need to do with that camper?
1: Um. No, thank you. <coughs> she was- Take them
2: off like a pair of pants. Yeah, hoagie are you just gonna be super excited today and not quite like how you were before
1: because i what? need
0: you to be quiet so i want to tell you uh yesterday i went to the philly Aids <laughs> store you said the Aids store the philly aids thrift store that's in
1: south street i've never heard of it oh
0: yeah so um it is a thrift store. It's like right off of South Street. It's like towards the end of South Street. And it's like, what does it deal with? Um, how do I say that? Like, so like, it, it's a thrift store and it's it's like three, it's like two levels and it's huge. Like inside, like it's just really big and they have furniture, they have clothes, they have housewares, they have like kids stuff. And it's just like, it's super interesting to see because Uh, like I go in there and I'm just like, oh okay, like what am I gonna what am I gonna get today? And it's just like, oh, like do I want some glasses? Like literally, like l- glass cups, like or do you want like a table? And because me and my best friend we're actually gonna buy a house together in a couple oh. and we are going to. Like a lot of our uh, stuff is going to come from our thr- thrift stores because it's just cheaper. Like we literally saw like, um, like a, a wardrobe and like a, a, dra- a dresser drawers for like freaking how much for like for both the pairs for one hundred twenty five dollars.
2: Oh, that's great! <laughs> and
0: like all and like all we would have to do is just like do our little sanding and like, like retain it and refurbish it. I need to go to this place. Oh yeah, like it's great. It's it's huge fun. And then and then they have like things downstairs down, down downstairs. Like so they have she some VHS tapes. And I'm just like, y'all need to get rid of these because no one has a VHS <laughs> player. Please. But they have a few like the, like the classics, Matilda, my favorite freaking movie. That's my all-time favorite movie, Matilda. Then second you would. <laughs> <laughs> like I love the witchy stuff early in oh. Austin. Um and then it's Harriet Harriet the Spy is my second favorite.
1: Would you go over there, please stop no. talking? <laughs> Any other time? She's quiet Listen. Now she must now With now she's, A- communicating. she's communicating. What you you You're Still. <laughs> Here, can you lay over here, mommy's pillow? Yeah. No. Please. I'll give you a chip. Okay. All right. I'm you are being loud okay, enough. Okay.
2: okay, let's go over <laughs> here. Okay, good. Okay, let's go. Okay. Okay, so like,
0: like capitalism is just like striving to like hold people back. And this like case is just a reminder that like, that, you know, police have a a sense of entitlement to like the fact that like, oh yes, we can spend $300,000 in taxpayer money to disenfranchise more poor people. And those same poor people are paying those taxes for you to do that. Like it's just this this convoluted thing. And then people like of course the discourse on the internet is that is that basically, well, when you steal it causes this effect of like things going up and things happening here and there and whatever. And I'm just like, hmm. but in richer areas, people still steal. And you don't see that same conversation happening. But it's always when it's pointed at poor poor brown and black people that is becoming this thing that we have to then be responsible just like like crazily enough like when those riots were happening we were like stricken down with like well if the riots and the looting happen then these places close down that is a choice because insurance covers that insurance covers
2: all of the things It definitely does um And that's why I get so confused because I don't know. I just, I understand that stealing is a crime, (laughs) but if you would give us more resources, then we wouldn't have to resort to crimes, but it's, it's like all a part of the system anyway. It's been designed that way uh, for us from the very beginning when they brought us over here, but it's, it's just really sad how like, these people are being arrested for this petty, <laughs> like, okay, do give them a ticket or something. Like, I don't know. But for them to get arrested and have to.
0: You're already taking the items. The, the Mind you, I don't understand what was the point of taking the items. It's not like those items can now go back on the shelves. Like, that's not what happens. That's not what happens. It's not like pirates loot. It is, these are items that have now like barcodes attached to them, and these cards have to be um, monetized like this item was stolen and written off, right? Because you tell somebody, but now bringing it back and putting it in police custody, Guess what's gonna happen? It's gonna sit in a police locker of loot that they found. Like it is all this big thing, like to just create a fiasco that they be like, police are solving crime, and this is why we need police. And just like, y'all be worried about the wrong things.
2: And we're the wrong thing.
0: And then you put all this money and resources to this, but guess what? You have people like Jelani Day that cases do not get like like you can have 300k Do you know what 300k could do for the shalani day family like right like like, it's just ridiculous like you we're, we're i think that this is why i feel so passionate about it is because we see in these cases especially unsolved or even solved where the police fall short And they fall short, even with the most basic of of cases. And it's just saying like, this is why defund police is very important to note that people may disagree. And we may have listeners that disagree with that notion. Both of us may disagree with this notion. But I feel as though the reason why this exists as a thought process is because if the police, as we know it worked, then why do Majority of cases not get solved like we have this notion that all these cases get solved and we see the ID channel we see law and order SPU, and we see criminal minds and it makes it seem like. Everything's open shut and it's solved, but it's not it's not that simple, a lot of people are not found a lot of people are not looked for a lot of people's like a lot of families never get justice, a lot of people never get justice and so. They put this in front to say that policing is working, but when a society is tired, hmm. it shows the an asset That's why that shit is deleted. Boom. All right. All right. So now we can get into the case. Sorry about, Sorry about that rant, you guys, but it just, you know, we have, like, I think this podcast is something that we're going to see time and time again, how policing falls short. And we get to have our own opinions about what policing works or whatever, but and this is never going to be here to sway your opinion or anything like that. But I'm facts are facts, and the facts of the matter is we're seeing in these cases how police have fallen short, systems has fallen short, and where is all millions of dollars of funding going? I wish in I could. My, go ahead. I'm sorry. If not for the people that are in the in the margins, so
2: no. I was gonna say I wish I could tell you that this case was gonna be different that the police did their very best, but um, <laughs> the truth of the matter is the system or like certain policies put in place is what failed this young lady. So gonna talk a little bit about. Maya Marcano. I have my own Maya here, so if you hear anything, if you hear any tiny little voices, forgive us. But she woke up very early from our nap. And then some. I'm say for
0: everybody, that that's okay.
2: That's okay. <laughs> Momming and podcasting here. Listen. Okay, so actually wanted to start with a question to you friend and I guess to our listeners too and the question is how safe do you feel in your home
1: uh, on a I
0: feel pretty safe I think the, I think that that is the notion that you supposed to get is that your home is your safe space
2: exactly I don't know if you ever um like in college if you lived in any like off-campus housing or apartments or whatever that wasn't directly in a dorm but Mm -hmm. I guess you could compare it to living in a dorm as well but there are certain like security measures that they take in off-campus housing and campus housing or whatever as far as like I remember when I was in school we had to swipe our e-cards to get into the building so like technically unless you were holding the door for someone which was more than likely (laughs) happening you couldn't get into the building, and then once you got in the building, you would have to have a key to someone's room to get in there. So it was a lot safer on campus than I imagine off campus. But I wanted to ask that question because
0: I'm going to say that like one of the things that kind of just just was scary about living off campus because I lived only in my last year off campus. So um, I lived in an apartment that was above like a store called the Peter Pit. Um, and there was no like type of like security entrance so like we just we had keys that unlocked and we could go in and whatever but like there was no like beep 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 you're secure when you got into your apartment it was just you're just in there because your key is your safeguard but I never felt unsafe because I guess it was this era of like I was living with someone else and also, I felt like with the way these apart, like this apartment was, it's like, it's pretty cheaper made so people would hear
2: me next door. Oh um, yeah, the, the walls in those types of campuses are like paper.
0: <laughs> right, like partying next door, don't do it because you hear it three doors over. It was that, but like living on campus definitely felt better because you have your ID card, like you swipe, you get in and boom, but
1: so this was actually
0: like a different, um, in the. oh no, no, you're like cutting off. Oh, am I? Yeah. Okay. Like I was, I uh, don't know. I was saying that like different ki- but different people had different experiences. Like some people that lived in nicer places, like the Grove and stuff had different setups. So like everybody's apartment was like a little different. So like some people had like a road, like, um, not loft, but like condo style. Mm-hmm. like like cul de style and like but like us like that live closer to campus had above business style so like we were like in the upstairs from a business that
2: ran from the morning to evening oh okay yeah. so you kind of had the added safety of there being like a public space near you
0: Right. And so like we were right off campus. So like if I walked out the back door from my from my apartment cuz I lived on the second floor, which was high, no elevator, no nothing, but like walking up those steps, girl, my legs was fit. Yeah. Uh, you could literally see campus like a food spot that we would usually go to uh for um for just like chick-fil-a and some burgers and things like that was like right there so like we were like right off campus and so campus police will kind of come that way like it was really bustling so like that was the extra air security that because we lived so close to campus it was always people y'all had a chick-fil-a <laughs> yeah girl we had a little chick a little mini chick-fil-a you could not use a gift card there because they were like a like, an offshoot Chick-fil-A, but, like, yeah, we had Chick-fil-A, we had this bur- this place, like, Burgers, uh, Burgers uh, Station, and then we had um, Einstein's Bagels. Girl bomb.
2: <laughs> Y'all was fancy. That That's hilarious that that's all I heard was Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous because we didn't have none of that stuff in Strasburg, but this case really, like, Hit home for me, I guess, because I remember being a nineteen-year-old college student, and just all the all the positive memories came back. But then, just the emotions of like, this could have been you at some point. Like, so I want to get into Maya's story because from going through like uh, her foundations page, because her family has a foundation that they created in her name. And I'll get into that towards the end, but just going through her pictures and what her family had to say and people who knew her, she just seemed like such a light and such uh, a great person to be around. So <laughs> my, my Maya agrees with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so Maya Marcano was a 19-year-old college student at Valencia College uh, in Orlando, Florida. And unfortunately, October second, she was found dead in an area near her Florida apartment. Uh, the last time they saw her, or anybody saw her, was around five p.m. on September twenty-fourth at her apartment. So she not only lived there; she actually worked in a leasing office, and she usually got off at five o'clock. So that's the last. Bless you. <laughs> that's the last time somebody saw her was her getting off from work. She wasn't. It didn't take long for her to be reported missing. Um, I think it was after, I know, it was after she didn't show up for a flight. She, her home was in Fort Lauderdale, and she was going home for a carnival with her family. They have, like, a carnival there uh, to celebrate, like, Caribbean culture, things like that. So she was supposed to go home, and she had a flight that evening to go back home to Fort Lauderdale, but she never made the flight. So she was reported missing. And then three days after that, on September 27th, the building's maintenance man, Armando Caballero, was found dead of an apparent suicide. So I'm going to tie all that back in in a second.
0: Yeah, because right now, that's very strange.
2: Right. So she's last seen on September 24th. She's getting off from work. That's the last time anybody sees her. Three days after that, they find the building's maintenance man who apparently killed himself on September 27th. Now, the family notices that is missing. They're like, okay, this obviously is not like her. She was supposed to come home. We're supposed to do carnival together because that's something that they did. I'm sure it's a, a yearly thing. And they did it all the time. If you uh, Google her name, you'll see a bunch of pictures of her in the costumes, which are super beautiful. And she's super beautiful in them. Uh, her her father's actually a pretty well-known DJ and her stepmom is like a like a media personality. So she was kind of like her family members were a thing like where she's from. like she was known. Some of the Soca community knew her. Um, some really famous soca artists um, were really like they had a big hand in like getting awareness out when she went missing, you know, trying to say like, hey, this girl is missing. If you know anything, hear anything, let us know, give us a call. So it was a big community effort around the time where she went missing just to figure out what happened. And they were hoping at that time to locate her and bring her home. But unfortunately, so Maya's family, immediately they hop on a plane and come to Orlando because they're like, where is she? What the heck is going on? We need some answers. So I found a video of them actually confronting the suspect, Armando. He was, (laughs) so it's not like they immediately were like, oh, this guy did it. We're going to go confront him. If you watch the video, they're kind of like, it looks like they're just minding their business. Like, you know, trying to get answers and, you know, spread awareness that this girl is missing. And he kind of inserts himself into the situation
0: ding 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 anytime that that happens like we're gonna have to get some ding 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 chimes or something because inserting yourself into a case early on to stay close that's a bad sign that's a bad sign
2: right and it's like they were kind of like where did you even come from so they end up confronting him after they saw text messages between him and maya um, and they were basically like, you were obsessed with her. You were fascinated with her. He was saying in some of the text messages, um, I'm going to give you my whole life savings. Uh, he was cash her money. I don't know whether she took it or not, but that's neither here nor there, but he was like, he was after her. Like he really was trying to get, get with her. Uh, mind you, Maya was 19 at the time and he, uh, he was 27. I don't know about you but I remember being 19 and 27 seemed so old to me. Obviously 27 is not old.
0: I just turned 28 as everybody knows if you listen to last week's episode. Um so I'm going to let you know. I am a completely different person. At, 20, at 27 than I was at 19 that like I'm an adult I have like a lot of responsibilities like at 19 I was in college so like I was a free spirit like I was not worried about nothing unless I was balling out
2: on $20 come on and if you got any refund checks <laughs> from financial aid you was a refund check baller like a lot of us
0: Right, like, listen, like, I was like, ooh, let me see this Gucci belt. Like, that was me. Come on.
2: So, you know, and Maya, like I said, she was a very, very beautiful girl. And she seemed to have such a, like, a light and energy about her. So, you know, there's no surprise that he was attracted to her, but.
0: It's the way he goes about it, because, like, life savings her money unwarranted it seems like he is
1: trying to basically like buy her and like insert himself if anyone's had like an uncomfortable
0: interaction with a guy that is very strange and like he's overbearing like they'll do stuff like that they'll try to like say I'll do this I'll give you this I'll, 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 I'll make this grand gesture and it's just like I don't need all of that
2: please leave me and like we said she had a job she was a sophomore in college she was working at her uh, apartment's leasing office so you know she she probably was just about her business trying to go to school Mm -hmm. you know get more education things like that she seemed like she wasn't worried about him and plus like I said in 1927 seems so so much older you don't have much in common and that makes me side eye him because it's like you're pushing 30 bro like what are you looking at a 19 year old girl for she wasn't even alive when they were taking over for the nine nines in the 2000s like so what do you have in common right with her like what are you really after
0: and it's crazy because this really reminds it's so weird because it reminds me of two weeks ago or like when we're talking um about how like basically people that work in a certain establishments now trying to bombard people who live at places like because um miss rudd like her the janitor mm-hmm. trying to be involved with her like it's just mm-hmm. like, this man is a maintenance person. Like, what business do you have? I understand she did work for the leasing office, but she still is a resident of this home. And that is an uncomfortable dynamic because you know where she lives.
2: And not only that, you have access. Right.
0: To get her home because they have a master key.
2: And in this apartment, they had key fobs. Thankfully, they had key fobs, but also that still didn't prevent uh, what happened. So if, if you don't know a key fob, if you like put your key fob up to the door to open the door, but it can also track who's coming in and out of the door. So you are assigned to a specific key fob. I'm sure as the maintenance man, he was assigned to a specific key fob. And if you like click it on the door, it can, it can show that Armando entered into this door at 1255 PM. Um, So, that's been good for the police to have, like, some sort of a timeline. But, so, in this confrontation, the family, like I said, they're basically like, you are obsessed. We have the text messages. They were able to get um, her phone and everything. And, (laughs) to my surprise, Armando is like, well, until we figure out what's going on, just don't beat me up. Oh hold on. Daddy. He went, he'll be back. All right, this part we're gonna have to cut out because she sounds like she lost her best friend. he
1: comes back. I can't help you. What to do. Okay.
2: Okay, yes. So just me rewinding. Um, he's
0: just okay. Like, wait, wait. He said, "Like he's like, don't beat me up." Like, sir. Depending on the family, it might be more than a beat down. Just so you know.
2: Like I'm like, who? Who says that? Like until we figure out what's nah, going on, okay. just don't like, beat me. Means- oh, you. I think you cut out. No,
0: I'm saying like, don't beat me up. Like, don't beat me up
2: like, who are you? And then he says, if I'm guilty, why would I be here? And the family is like, sir, you inserted yourself. Nobody called for you to be here. Like at this point, Armando wasn't even like a suspect. They like the police had no reason to like search him or look into him or anything. He basically came out there and put himself in the middle of something. And then that's when they were like, oh, you're the, you're the guy who was texting her back and forth. This, this looks a little
0: and why wouldn't you be, why wouldn't you be there? It's just like, well, yeah, because here's the thing, just so everybody understands that you, you want to be there because as the criminal or the person, like, yeah, like, as the person of interest, you may want to figure out where the police
1: are and the family are. He can delete his contact with her, but he can't delete hers.
0: So it's just like he's trying to track like that's the reason why you would be there you're trying to track where like where there are in the case like if they're getting close if the if the if the walls are caving in and where you should go about it because it's just like I'm pretty sure like if for example let's say he's guilty
1: right Mm -hmm.
0: right if i'm the person that's guilty of this crime i'm going to see where you're at with this case and but i'm also going to say weigh my options of what should i do should i stay close by should i back away should i maybe make a run for it like i'm pretty sure he weighed out all those options so it's not like you're like you're doing anything special you just weighed your options and you felt like this was the best option for you to do
2: and then you Like, nobody usually looks at the person that's trying to help look for the missing person. Like, we've seen that time and time again in these true crime documentaries and on Discovery, uh, the ID channel. We've seen time and time again that sometimes it's the person that's helping them look that actually committed the crime. So, of course you would be there, like you said, if you were guilty, of course you would you would want to make yourself known because nobody's going to think, "Oh, the killer is going to come up to me and talk to me as her family member." Like nobody in their right mind would do that. So,
1: mommy, you want a hug? This is
2: so difficult. It's
0: okay.
2: <laughs> usually, yeah. usually he is. I'm glad we can edit things out. Because mm-hmm. usually he just takes her, buddy. I was like, okay, she's taking a nap, leave. We'll go ahead and leave now. But she woke up because I think she woke up because she pooped. Mm-hmm. In
1: the she,
2: little was mommy's like,
0: pillow. she was like, my Please. stomach's empty and now I'm full of energy.
1: And she'll,
2: she won't make up for a wet diaper, but then poop. poop. That's a poop. Christmas, girl. You only want 3%. Okay, let me hurry up and do this because I'm I'm actually almost done with the information that I have for her case. Just a few more here. Dancing
1: fruit Christmas. Which one?
2: Dancing fruit Christmas here. Here you go. Happy holidays.
1: Is no this
2: is dancing fruit Christmas, Christmas
1: tree, girl. Oh
2: no, it's not. Maya,
1: you're making this dancing
0: fruit Christmas tree. No, you're the thing with the avocados and basically, like, everybody in California is like crying because <laughs> avocados are not going to be on
2: sale anymore soon. Yeah, they apparently it's become like a um, like a hot yeah, yeah. Oh. is this it? dancing from Christmas here? It's not <laughs> just look at it over there apparently it's becoming like a Colombian
0: drug lord type of crop <laughs> right like it makes sense though because like you know like drug lords are going to find any means to you know sell products so Oh, yeah. I'm almost done, baby. What are you doing? I mean, I'm not surprised because also avocados are not a sustainable thing at this point because too many people are um, eating them.
1: And it takes forever to grow
0: avocados with an avocado tree. Like, it takes forever.
2: There's a shortage of everything now because it is stupid. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: You want to watch Elmo? No. What do you want? Miss no. Rachel? No. Maya, come on. No. What do you want? Which one do you want to watch? Five little crayons jumping on the bed?
1: No. Miss <sighs> <No. laughs> no. Rachel? Here you go. So no. the Slow. No. Which one? Except that one? the last. With friends, okay. cool. Hi,
2: friends.
1: Over here, friends.
2: Her nose is running so bad. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Hopefully that'll. And we're back. Um. Okay, so the family wanted to get a wellness check done. Um. So Armando comes out of the woodworks, no, like out of nowhere before they even went to get this wellness check done to see if they could get into Maya's apartment. So when they did the wellness check, her family went in there and they found that a window had been tampered with. I'm not exactly sure on specific details, but you can imagine what a tampered with window looks like. Um... There was it looks a,
0: like the lock would probably be off. Like, I would assume, like, the lock would probably be, it looked like maybe the lock was detached, but not detached from, like, means of being in the inside.
2: Like, basically, like, somebody tried to, like, pry the window open type of thing?
0: Yeah, like, tried to get the window open, like, from the outdoors instead of being inside and opening it like a normal person. Yep.
2: Very True so the window had been tampered with there was a small dresser blocking access to her bedroom door and they found a random box cutter that they knew did not belong to maya uh later after that i believe after armando oh, come on Shh, look
1: look
2: it's miss rachel she's in the fire truck we're almost done it's time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Dan, i going to be back for fucking forever because he decided to get a haircut. Mommy. Yes. Mommy's want,
2: Why do you want to hug all of a sudden? <laughs> don't have kids. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um. All right, we can cut this out. They also,
1: daddy.
2: call daddy to read that book. Okay, to Just call them when you say yeah. You gonna say hi to Latonya?
1: No, no. Please right. be nice. She's being very patient. Yes, go to Miss Rachel. It's your best friend. Oh no. Come on, Oh no. Oh come on to make her out. No, it didn't. You
2: just. Being a baby douche. Hold on. We need like that elevator music for technical difficulties. (laughs) My. Did you cut the internet off, Maya? Here charge it over here wipe your nasty nose girl you look like roscoe from martin um okay and we're back again so maya's blanket and backpack were actually later found in armando's car as well and this was found after he had committed suicide so unfortunately all things tie back to him which I guess is also a fortunate because this actually kind of seems like an open and shut case. A guy with an obsession. She turned down his uh, advances several times. She was just like, "Nah, I'm good. Like, you know, like we've all had to do. I feel like as women, especially Latanya and I being from Philly, like I'm pretty sure we've experienced this, un- experienced unwanted advances From men, and even when you say, No, I'm good, thank you, uh, they keep going and going and going. And this is pretty much, I'm sure, what my head experienced.
0: Um, I think like something like almost comparable is like, you know, because I don't live like in my own spot right now, um, but it's like your Uber driver, like, so your Uber driver dropping you home and they're making you feel uncomfortable, and it's just like. Yeah, like, you feel like it's a one-off situation, but they also have, they also know information about you because they have your address. And so it's scary because you're sitting up here, you're just like, oh, like, let me, let me try to be nice or whatever. And you're trying to be nice and you're trying to get this guy to like, just keep it calm, keep it cool until you're in a safe environment. But it's super difficult because you don't know how much they'll escalate it.
2: Yeah, and it was like, Multiple things. So, not only is he the maintenance guy in your building... I feel like something just happened to my sound. No, it's fine. Oh, okay. Not only is he the maintenance guy in her building, he has a key fob that has access. It's a master key fob. So, he has access to her apartment. He also, at one point, lived in the apartment building as well. She works with him. So, there's multiple ways to gain access to her. Obviously, they have... Uh, each other's phone numbers, and honestly, that could have been for a work thing like, hey, we work together, and hey, what, I was like, what the heck happened? And hey, he was he's the maintenance guy. I remember living in an apartment building, and I had uh, the maintenance man's information, you know, in case we got a leak or we needed them to catch a mouse or something like that. So, that's pretty common in living in like apartment buildings,
0: and yeah, it's common that workers also get like housing because it's like one of those things where they get discounted housing and things like that, especially as a maintenance person, because you're like the eyes and ears of like the leasing office or like the um, the manager of the apartment or whatever. You're their eyes and ears. So like if somebody, for example, is doing some crazy stuff inside their apartment, you're catching it and you're seeing it and you're able to report back. So you're like the eyes and ears. And it's easier to have you living in an apartment there. So that way you're able to all hours a day you're kind of just like on call
2: which you would think would be a thing of feeling like that would make you feel safe but in this case he definitely violated her safety and her privacy he just literally inserted himself into so many parts so many areas of her life mm-hmm. and later ended up taking her life Um, when they found her on October 2nd, she was found with black duct tape around her neck, ankles, and wrists. And they were like tied behind her back. Like her, um, her feet and her hands were tied behind her back. She was only wearing a bra with jeans and a robe. Um, and they actually found her shirt in her purse. And they found her purse nearby. It had her ID in it. That's how they were able to identify her. Um, and her shirt, like I said, was in her purse nearby. So when the medical examiner got her body, they ruled her death an undetermined suicide. That was only undetermined because her body had significantly decomposed in the week that she was missing. They said her remains had become a little skeletal. And at first I was confused because I was like, doesn't it take like years for a body to become a skeleton? But I guess it was just starting that process and it only takes between like, three weeks for it to start
0: yeah so and also like like we've talked about before exposure to the elements especially hot elements
1: mm-hmm.
2: like
0: greatly increases that the outcome and also like I said like exposure to the elements so like she's saying if like if your bodys found outside bugs animals they don't care about that so it's just like it's not that you're just also decomposing it's that things are eating you
2: yeah and they were definitely talking about the temperature. Uh, Because, as we all know, it is hot in Florida. Hot, muggy, (laughs) and
0: wet, like, yeah.
2: So we're talking about moisture, we're talking about high temperatures, especially during the day. Uh, Of course, bugs and things like that. So, unfortunately, they have not been able to really determine a cause of death for Maya. Um, But the police are, although technically the investigation is still ongoing, the police are very confident that... um, armando caballero killed her and Isn't it's so just crazy. tragic I'm
0: looking, at a picture, I'm looking at a picture of armando and i know this is nothing but like he's not an ugly guy
2: he's not that's what i thought i was like he's a pretty attractive guy so why be so pressed and hung up on one person after she said you know like i'm good no thank you move on
0: and I think, you know what, and I think that also comes with some part, maybe internalized bias that we think that people that would be doing these type of things have a look and it's not a look. There is no look like, cause here's the thing. And that's how they're able to go kind of unnoticed because he probably walks around his regular life and was just like, no one would ever know, but he probably, I would be. Willing to bet that he has had very uncomfortable relationships with women. He has probably had exes in his past that he probably was stalking. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would bet money that he has been stalking, making women feel uncomfortable. That this is not his first time doing this. because He is way too comfortable, and I feel like all of the pieces were just aligned for a very dangerous situation. Like he had too much. He has so much access personal information and her like I'm gonna say as a woman we all know we don't want to escalate things and make and be the bad guys like I feel like a lot of the time we like oh I don't want this person to lose their job like I don't want to be maybe I'm taking it wrong if I just ignore him he'll get the picture and he'll just find someone yeah. else for us but it's just like nope it keeps going and it just keeps going and in this case we have a man who is just just not willing to take the no and not willing to take the sign like because even a no even a kind of if it's not a definitive yes with confidence and with with a a glee behind it then it is a no like but the men in this type of mindset and people with this type of mindset just don't see that they don't see the cues as women when we look at a this young girl doing these things like she's not paying you any attention she's not doing it this is a no this is like I don't want to be bothered with you stop leave me alone but guys that have this mentality and I'm hello
2: I'm still here is it super quiet
0: yeah it got so quiet but it, it was um but it's like it's like guys like don't see that and then it's like how do I say this? It's like one of those things where I think in a society today with men with podcasts that like to tell like that like to lift up men like this that make women almost feel uncomfortable and make it seem like, well, you just have to keep trying till you break her walls down and like you make her like she'll change her mind and it's just like they boost up men like this we see now time and time again they call it the red pill men really make men like this feel like no is a suggestion
2: to Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yes and it's crazy because i mean we we say it all the time or you hear it all the time no means no that's it (laughs) like uh, so, I do want to say that Maya's family has started a foundation, uh, the Maya Marcano Foundation, to memorialize and celebrate the life, of course, of Maya Iman Mayling Marcano, born April 26, 2002, and unfortunately, she passed September twenty fourth, two 2021. Uh, the mission of the foundation is to support educate and provide resources to families of missing persons while advocating for the protection of your students and our most vulnerable population so they want to bring awareness to the public about what to do when someone you know goes missing Uh, they want to give resources to families who are desperately searching for their loved ones and they want to hold first responders accountable for the way they handle Missing persons cases, all missing persons cases. Um, They're also advocating for changes legislatively. There is a law called Maya's Law, and you can actually go to her foundation's website and they'll tell you what Maya's Law is. But basically, they're seeking to increase the safety and protection of our most vulnerable population, including students, children, single mothers, senior citizens. Tenant victims and over 2.8 million Florida residents residing in single or multi unit residential properties. You can go to MayaMarcanoFoundation.com. You spell it M I Y A M A R C A N O F D N.com. For more information about Maya, to support Maya's law, uh, sign the petition donate if you can to the Maya Marcano Memorial Fund. Uh, I just wanted to say that real quick before we give our thoughts, our final thoughts on this case. I feel like we should do a transition thing right there, like a transition sound.
0: Yeah, like, okay.
1: So how about this? Uh, cut off the um, recording and start it again and then we can do it from there because it's just easy.